This podcast deals with the following syllabus point. The concepts of environment, natural and anthropogenic biomes, land cover change, ecosystem structure and dynamics, biodiversity loss, climate change and sustainability. A biome is a formation of plants and animals that have common characteristics due to similar climates and can be found over a range of continents. Biomes are distinct from habitats or ecosystems because any biome can comprise of a variety of habitats or ecosystems. Around the world, there are prescribed to be eight biome systems. The equatorial biome, which is relating to our tropical rainforests. The tropical biomes, which relate to seasonal forests, such as monsoonal forests and mangroves. Subtropical which relates to desert vegetation with considerable exposed surface, the Mediterranean biome, which is winter rainy season and summer drought, with drought-adapted forests, shrublands and woodlands. There is the boreal forest, which are evergreen, frost-hardy, needle-leaved forest, and they also include the taiga, which is Russian for forest, and the tundra, which is low evergreen vegetation without trees, which grows in permanently frozen soils. Now biomes are different to anthropogenic biomes, as anthropogenic biomes are human biomes. They can be described as the terrestrial biosphere in which human altered global ecosystem units are within this sphere. And it's defined by global patterns of sustained direct human interaction with ecosystems. The present state of the terrestrial biosphere is predominantly anthropogenic. Now what that sentence means is that currently all of the environments on land, and that's what terrestrial means, is predominantly human. And it means that it is predominantly being touched or altered by humans. More than half of the terrestrial biosphere remains unused directly for agriculture or urban settlements. And of these unused lands still remaining, less than half are wildlands. Now that's a very important point to make. And I'll just repeat it again. More than half of the terrestrial biosphere remains unused directly for agriculture or urban settlements. Most of the Earth's unused lands are now within the agricultural and settled landscapes of semi-natural rangeland, cropland and village anthromes. So if you are asked a question in the exam about the major anthromes around the world, then they are the ones that you talk about. The croplands, which, are, which is one of the major anthromes throughout the world, and they are the cultivated lands of the world, and they cover about a quarter of global tree cover. We then have the rangelands, and this is a very broad anthropogenic biome that includes residential populated and remote rangelands, and this is where pastures are dominant. So this is uh, where graving livestock are typically adapted and there are alterations in these biomes, but it's less noticeable. Forested anthromes are dominated by tree cover and they have high precipitation and minimal human populations, usually with a population density of less than three people per square kilometer. Most populated forests act as carbon sinks because they lack human activity. Now, implications of an anthropogenic biosphere. So humans have fundamentally altered global patterns of biodiversity and ecosystem processes. It's no longer possible to explain or predict ecological patterns without considering the human role. 
and we've been around for around 50,000 years and evolutionary evidence has been presented demonstrating that the ultimate cause of human transformation on the biosphere are social and cultural, not biological, chemical or physical. Now we're going to go to land cover change and that is what we spoke about in terms of land cover change but now we're going to move to the ecosystem structure and dynamics. So the ecosystem structure and dynamics. The ecosystem can be broken down into two components. There's the abiotic component and the biotic component. The abiotic component relates to climatic components such as rain, light, wind and temperature and the edific component which relates to soil, pH levels, minerals and topography. The biotic components relate to producers or what we call autotrophs consumers, or what we call heterotrophs, and decomposers, or what we call saptotrophs. Now from all of that we then get primary consumers, or herbivores, secondary consumers, or primary carnivores, tertiary consumers, or large carnivores, and quaternary consumers, or omnivores. So what I've just described to you is the somatic representation of the structure of an ecosystem. If you'd like more information on that, please see me in class. In terms of biodiversity loss, biodiversity loss relates to the link between all organisms on Earth. Biodiversity loss relates to the loss of plants and animals and in, in specific terms relates to the extinction of um, certain groups. For instance, tigers in Asia, elephants in Europe, uh, sorry, elephants in Africa, uh, and plant and animal species in South America in particular. Climate change. Now remember that this is a very, very tough um, term to define. This is how I would define it. Climate change is a change in global or regional climate patterns. In particular, a change apparent from the mid to late 20th century onwards, attributed largely to the increased levels of atmospheric carbon dioxide produced by the use of fossil fuels. There are a lot of other reincarnations of that statement, but that's the one I would most likely use. Finally, the term for sustainability. So the definition for sustainability is the development that meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. And if you remember, sustainability can be looked at in terms of three key fundamental points. Number one being social Number two, economic, and three, the environment. 